right. I think it's good. You know what's interesting about the election in general is the um, the total differential in votes. You know, everyone's talking about the Electoral College and how it sucks and all this stuff because you end up with these situations with unpopular presidents. Yeah. As far as unpopular votes. But I don't, I don't think it's a flaw in the, in, the, in the system. I think it's a flaw in the way states choose to divvy up their delegates, you know? Yeah. So this morning, when before we got going, I, I just took a quick look, and it looks like she won. So the latest is she won the, the general by over $2 million, but has not won the election. Right, which is, which is big. But again, I don't think it's a flaw in, in the Electoral College uh, bylaws, per se. I think... Um, like Maine, I think there are two states. Maine for sure, and I think Nebraska is the other one, where they choose to, uh, based on the the way the vote goes, they actually split their delegates. Yeah. I think Maine, Maine has four, and I think they, they got split up two and two. Um, rather than something like Michigan, where after the recount yesterday, I think the differential was like 10,000 and change. Now, 10,000 and change for entire state, and I think there are 10 delegates there. That's that's, um, that's a big screen, or, or is it 16? I'm going to look. Um, electoral map. Let's see here. No, it's Michigan's a 16. That's huge. That's a that's a third two point swing. Yeah. Based on you know less than eleven thousand votes, that's humongous. Um, so what I'm proposing is that every state reexamine how they they issue their delegates. California being the largest, fifty five. It doesn't have to be winner take all. If you win by one vote, you get fifty five delegates. Or look at the hanging chat thing with Bush and, and Gore. You know, that's, you know, I think close to 30 delegates, 20, high 20s. Um, why can't it be, you know, split 14 and 15 if it's that close? Yeah. Because it's more representative of your people. You know, in the, in the wonderful state of Oregon, seven, which we're both familiar with. Yeah, it could be five and two or six and one, but the differential is not absolute, you know, zero and totality. So that's why I say I don't think there's, I think there's a uh, um, opportunity for states to examine how they issue. This is all I'm saying. And uh, with Maine and, Maine and Nebraska leading the charge as far as flexibility, so... You know, that's, that's huge. Which also goes to show that, you know, with it the way it is now, votes are more meaningful in, in the swing states like Michigan. Yeah. You know, you know, if you vote in a state like California or New York where it's 99% Democratic um, or 99% chance of winning percentage-wise, and it's a winner-take-all, you could essentially say, well... My vote uh, is not, not nearly as influential because 
to overcome the majority very, very far away versus Michigan, you know, one of 11,000 is a ways, way, way, way more. Right. So right. that's kind of a fundamental flaw the way it is now. So, so uh, are you, uh, there's one parallel that's a, kind of a sad parallel I use um, as far as this, this unexpected, just this sort of surreal feeling is, you know, I, I was in New York on 9-11, as you know, and as the trends, um, um, as it unfolded, it was just this, this crazy sensation of, is this really happening? Like, it's just, just unfathomable that it was happening. And I think uh, because of the polls and all that and, and the campaign that Trump ran so unique, uh, so different, and you know he's a non-politician, never ha held an office, you know, a purported billionaire. I mean, how many billionaires have we had? <laughs> Just like land in the, in the most powerful seat on earth. Um, but he did, he did, and so contrary to everything. Um, and that's sort of the same sort of feeling of disbelief, you know. So how are you feeling a couple of weeks after? I, I just, the thing that amazed me was that half of the country voted for him. And I didn't think that half of the country would. I thought that, like, thought he carried 25% of the vote. But half the people in America voted for him. And we're all in this mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really, that we just need to get over is that he is, pre so he is president or he's not the president or whatever happens, but like somehow we need to figure out how to get along without absolutely every time something bad happens, we're like, well, I, I, so around here it's, it's, you know, we just need to make another state or we just need to do this. No, we just, we, we just need to get along and we need to reach across the, the, the aisle and figure out how to make America great again. Right. That's this big thing. Yeah, we're not the irony, doing that, man. Yeah, no, we're, we're not doing that. Uh, and the irony of of his campaign is that um, you said you use the term "reach across the aisle." No, there is no aisle. He 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 essentially um, is an independent. If you look back, and it, it's difficult to 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 fathom because um, you know he ran on the Republican ticket, but as a New Yorker, I know that he was a Democrat his whole life. Mm -hmm. um, ran, you know, uh, identified as a, a Democrat, um, and the Republican Party literally threw everything at him. I mean, they emptied all barrels. There's nothing left. I mean, McCain, Romney, Ryan. I mean, who who did not take a shot at him. Mm. I mean, I'm the, I'm, I mean, they're coming out of the woodwork to say, don't. They're trying to find, you know, find other candidates. And he beat the, the Republican Party. He beat the Democrat. I mean, he is truly the first independent. Not on, on paper, but he really is mm. independent. I mean, he alienated everybody. <laughs> and, uh, 
I, so I find that astonishing. I give him credit for all that. I did not vote for him, no. But I, but now that he did win the election, I'm with you. Hey, if if another candidate had won, what would we be saying to people that voted for 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 Trump? Hey, it's over. Get along. Accept it and get behind our president. Yeah. And for people that didn't support him, we have to follow our same convictions of, hey, he's our president. He went through the process. He won by the skin of his teeth. I mean, everything fell in line for this, you know, one in uh, you know, 100 chance of him winning. But it did. Yeah. And if you look at the things that, that helped get him from very unlikely to unlikely to, hey, there's... There's a chance to, oh my gosh, you know, um, you know, the timing of everything. And I don't think it's, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist with this. I mean, I with other things, but like the whole um, Anthony Weiner, uh, you know, James Comey email thing. Yeah, that's that's genuine, man. That that swayed the election. When when he reopened that, you know, I even had this this response of oh, immediate assumption of of wrongdoing or guilt. I mean, why would the FBI director re-examine and reopen? Right. Why? Right. Um, and it's just like you know me me accusing you of being a uh, you know uh, a molester. Hey, that guy's a molester. Oh yeah. And then you know you you prove that you're not, but. The stain of the accusation is there. Yeah, you know, you could be a one hundred, and you are one hundred percent innocent. Um, but just the accusation itself is, is enough to taint your reputation. Yeah, to, unfortunately, to, so and never come back from like that. That's happened, and so it, in my life, there have been people that have been accused of that, and immediately when they're accused, like I'm done. I'm. We're done. We're we're done. I'm never associating myself with you, whether it's true or not, which is sad. But yeah, that's exactly what the FBI did a week before the election. They just immediately a week before blaster, and then mm-hmm. most people are getting their news from Facebook, and and whether it's true or not, and it's a crazy thing. Terrible timing, and yeah, and yeah, it is. It's I don't know. So all of that being said, though, like we're in this we're in this time where where we have we have the ability to get along so well because instantly you can touch almost everybody in America electronically. We're not we're not getting along any better now than we were when you needed to pick up the paper in the morning and then decide. Nope. So you're correct. How do we get along? Like. I I talked to tons of people that really voted for Trump and really supported him, even in my state, which all the electoral votes went to Hillary. How do we get along? How do we get past the fact that that we're going to disagree on a lot of things, but we need to come together and make these decisions based on the well-being of everybody and balance rights? Mm-hmm. No one's talking right. about balancing rights. Like, like we we don't always get what we want. Like life sucks. Get a helmet, right? Like you're never gonna make everyone happy, but you need to make most people happy, and you need to protect the basic rights. And what are the basic rights? Right. Yeah. No. It's 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 
um, unfortunate. There's there's a vocal minority that really um, kind of disrupts the progress that civil people are trying, to, the civil dialogue that that many of us are trying to have. You know, they're just so uh, you know happy uh, to boast about their 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 you know convictions and their right. You know, so much of, of Trump and so much of why it's a surprise, I think, is that of the, the many, many, many people that did vote for him, um, many were not very proud to vote for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, because he, he has so many shortcomings and so many other characteristics of, you know, he's a misogynist, he's uh, Islamophobe, he's a bigot, all these things, um, these, these real shortcomings. But the desire for for a non-politician for change more than anything else outweighed all that other stuff clearly you know um in as a critic of his i recognize that many of my colleagues that did vote for him and are you know admitting it afterwards because he's been notorious a lot easier to to um to come out when you know you're on the side of victory they're explaining that no, I, I'm, I don't, I don't condone any of that other stuff. However, I do feel this the need for change, and you know, someone other than a Bush or a Clinton in, in the White House, it's a, it's a purging of of uh, Washington, and I get that, and I think that uh, many of us, me included, to an extent, uh, initially just cast everyone with the same brush. Well, if you're supporting Trump. You, you identify with these other negative things as well. No, no, that's that was wrong of me to to you know um, cast that with a with a broad brush like that. And if we could all recognize that that same thing, I think we'd we'd understand each other a bit more. Yeah, you know, I'm starting with so I'm starting with myself, and and uh, no, okay, you vote for Trump. That doesn't mean you're misogynist. I get it. Right. You know. Right. Um, which is 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 difficult because. We all want to win. That's that's our that's our nature. Winning, and you know the the team that I voted for didn't win. Um, but I'll be honest, it wasn't like it was. Uh, I, I was I was voting out of uh, you know pure joy. It wasn't like I I had a candidate that I was you know so gung ho for that um, I didn't see any other way. It was really a unfortunately a, a lesser of the two evils, which I think is. Kind of the general consensus of is this all we have to choose from? I know. <laughs> you know type thing. I know so. how. Yeah, that's. That being said, it was a, it was most people were they were choosing the candidate that they hated slightly less, mm-hmm. and so like what a disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. And and all these little things that that influence elections by one uh, percent at the most. How much can can this article influence or this accusation influence? Oh, maybe one percent. Well, yeah, that's that's more than enough. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's Anthony Weiner's emails, you know, the emails, or whether it's uh, uh, um, the uh, um, the gold star parents, you know, against Trump. That was very powerful. That was very powerful during the convention. That was huge. Um, 
but that was so early on that that dissipated is it you know the most recent things were against uh hillary dude good on anthony weiner for accomplishing anything in his life with that hindrance right every time <laughs> that guy met somebody you know hi my name's anthony weiner he had to get past that and still accomplish something and he did right isn't that definitely <laughs> a psychopath a sociopath you know they're just impervious to certain things he just keeps doing the same thing. I don't know, but like that guy, that good on him. Good on him, right? Like, I don't know. Talk about amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Like, he's accomplished. He is. So you gotta much. give the guy credit. Uh, I mean, he, he like, you've, you've referenced winning the global lottery. He did win the lottery by being white in America. But mm-hmm. o- overlooking that, like, Anthony Weiner, like, what would it a better? Would he have had a better opportunity if his name wasn't Anthony Weiner and he was black? I don't know. Like, I right. I don't know. But yeah, so good on him for accomplishing for costing Hillary an election. Maybe I don't know. Maybe if he did that or not. But now that we're here, like, that's the thing that you have to, you, you said it, like, you paint these people with this broad stroke that, yeah, oh, you're a Trump supporter, like, what would we possibly have in common? But I find that I do, I have a ton in common with these people that live in my area, because I live mostly in a, in a, you know, and my area is completely Republican and Trump and red, and I'm the outlier. And, and do you well you are white you're you're white as hell dude so you kind of fit in right I there i did i did i am white yeah i have a lot in common i'm not, I'm not white i mean think about it. If, I, if you and i were neighbors which one would get a, would be accepted first into your into your world yeah me totally you by far by yeah. far right by far so yeah so i'm off white because off white so i th- uh, think that we have to just stop with the grouping with the grouping of, a, of an entire class and then just writing them off we can no, we can't do that because look what yeah, we, we, look what that cost mm-hmm. us it costs us everything and and a reality tv star is running the country or will be in february terrifying and, and uh, you know to my deathbed I, I would swear that getting inside a set you know i know i feel to that degree of, of conviction that he had no, no plan on winning. No, I don't he think he is did. An egomaniac, um, you know, just loves the attention, loves the attention, and getting on that stage with the other nineteen, twenty candidates, you know, nominate whatever uh, self-proclaimed uh, candidates. He, he, that's what he was seeking attention, and he got it. And you know, he hit a nerve with the American public, a nerve that Bernie Sanders hit as well. They were so similar, you know. People, you know, I would talk to my friends and, and, and family, and would explain how the, the message to the core is actually very, very similar. And if you think about uh, all the the manipulation by the DNC to get Bernie out, and that conspiracy theory, I subscribe to. Because um, I mean, there's evidence in emails, right? Right. That they manipulated it. Uh, he on a head-to-head would have probably beat Trump because the message was the same, but he's without all of the negative baggage. Right, he was much more likable, much more, much more likable. Yeah. Same message, you know, revamp, revamp, uh, revamp uh, Washington. You know, 
And uh, on the Republican side, we, we forget because he's already faded from from the news headlines. But Ted Cruz, that was his whole position. His whole thing was, I'm different. I'm an outsider. Yeah. He tried to be. I mean, he, he, he relative to everyone else, was the outsider until you get this extreme, extreme outsider named Trump. And he, you know, relative to him, he looked like an insider. Yeah. So And possibly the Zodiac Killer. Possibly the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> right? And possibly the Zodiac Killer, yes. Yeah. yeah. These are my, uh, um, you know, what's in the past is in the past, and... All we can do, as you said, is um, behave, you know, going forward, and how do we behave? Um, and reaching out and, and accepting and getting everyone just to stop celebrating victory and, and why they've been so wrong. You know, he, he's our chosen elected president. He's going to be sworn in, and we have to make the best of it. Um, my new concern is, you know, his cabinet, because... He's smart enough to know what he doesn't know. And he's smart enough to know that he's going to rely on all the guys he's surrounding himself with. Yeah. Um, and although he's supposed to be, you know, um, open, it, it seems that he's, he's choosing, he's very, very conservative people so far. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, yeah. Sat out of out of the gate. Yeah, that uh, the um, yeah, that the the choices that he's making um are smart because he doesn't know what he's doing. But those people didn't win. But now those people are making decisions that affect all of us. And yeah, that's the that's the terrifying thing. Like you get one guy in there. And then it's an open door for all these other people that you didn't vote for, that you never would have voted for. Right, know, right. Um, that couldn't have carried it, and yeah, they're running the country. I, I, I think that the, the biggest thing that we can do now is, is um, I'm a big proponent of the people in, in the Senate and the House being elected twice, and that's it, right? You have eight years to do what you want to do. Um, because you're not putting in your best work and you're being influenced by, by lobbies and by special interest groups, you know, th these, these people, it's a, it's a lifetime. Some of the people that are representing us have been doing that job in Congress for almost as long as I've been alive. I'm 44 years old, right? Like there's, there's a guy that the oldest serving member was elected in 1973. I don't think he's putting in his best work after what, what would that be? 42 years worth of service. You probably need somebody right. with a fresh set of eyes that hasn't been influenced, you know, by all of these groups. So like, let's start there and, and maybe we can, we can push some of these people out and put some people in there that are going to do some good work, but they're never going to do good work unless they stop talking and start listening, you know, like, right. Start listening to people. What's what's important to you? And maybe we can find some common ground and then move past all of this debauchery. This is craziness. The fact that we still have a two-party system. And as soon as someone knows that you're with the other party, they stop listening to you. 
like what gets accomplished then? Nothing. Nothing gets accomplished. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. Right. It's a crazy system, man. So that's that's the big thing. That's the huge thing is is moving past all that, listening and finding some common ground and then doing some good work. You gotta do good work every day or nothing happens. You know, nothing good yeah. happens. Yeah, we have some fundamental um you know problems in Washington that uh, really, really, uh, really need to be addressed, and you know that's why. Ouch! Sorry, my back is tweaked. Um, the hope of having this, this, this purging, this purging of, of the status quo is is so important, and that's that's where the hope resides in me for for him. You know. Um, because he, you know, he he doesn't. Fortunately, he doesn't need to be um, swayed. He's not beholden to anyone, obviously, because he rejected everybody. <laughs> you know, he rejected freaking everybody. Um, and when you think about all the lobbyists and all, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Why are there, you know, five times as many lobbyists as there are, you know? Congressman, mm -hmm. some crazy ratio like that. Why is the average lobbyist earn over a million dollars a year? Why is the most real estate in the country surround Washington D.C.? I mean, that's it's just uh, it's it's there. It's, it's what, what they govern and, and they're moving things. And uh, one of the most disturbing uh, exposés I've ever saw was from you know the guy uh, Jack Abramoff in you know how he, he revealed how it works, the lobbying system works, and how they influence all these congressmen, and how they they're the ones that basically write law. Yeah, you know they do it on their behalf. Hey, I wrote this for you, and then embedded in that eight-page bill is one or two little sentences, two little lines that are difficult to decipher, but allows you know permits. This company or that company to to access you know water rights or something you know just embedded in there hidden so you think you're helping you know schools and what you really you really gave uh, the keys to some sanctuary away or something yeah a corporation you gave a corporation yeah. more rights than an individual which never happened yeah yeah it happens right. all the time it, it happens all the time and and the level of corruption is just it's so massive, so pervasive, and uh, it's difficult to stop because it's, you know, you're in control. It's like once you get in, okay, you're in, now shut up, because here it is. Yeah. I also uh, heard some some other disturbing stats, like the average congressman has relatively bad credit. Oh, I never know that. That's it's, interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, depending how you define bad, but it's... It's like in the, the low 600s. Right. It's not good. Um, the average congressman comes in relatively, uh, uh, you know, minimal net worth, if any, and they leave millionaires. Millionaires. It's just little things. Well, and then. Like the, the fact that, you know, insider trading is permissible. How is that permissible? Right, right, right. Well, and. I, I just, that just seems like so. Ask backwards. Yeah. 
that that the ones that are able to dictate policy on behalf of the American people are the ones that can profit the most. Right. I mean, yeah, okay, you, they raise their hand to get an oath, but they're still human beings, and their level of temptation is, is still there. Um, and they sit up in ways where there's plausible deniability to themselves. Well, wasn't me, but you know, my friend's corporation might have benefited. <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah, I saw. I think it might have been on 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 um, John Oliver's show. I think it was actually. But when you're a senator, most of your day or a big part of your day is at a call center looking for 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 more money for your party. So you sit in this call center and you call these influential people and you're asking them for money. And then once they give you yeah. money, it's quid pro quo. They expect certain things. How can that be a big part of your day? Like a big part yeah, there of your an ex- day should be helping, figuring out what to do to help the people that elected you, right? That should be the only yeah. part of your day. I think the DNC uh, for, for for the freshmen, were, um, I think it was a similar, similar article where they gave them suggested schedules and it was 40% of the day was was raising money. 40, yeah, or, or was it 60? It might have been the inverse. It might have oh, been 60%. crazy. It, it, was, it was, okay, this is how, much, how many hours you're devoted to fundraising. Yeah. You know, the old adage, okay, you know, first job is to get elected. And once you're elected, the second job is to get reelected. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nuts. That's the only thing it you're doing. Yeah. Fucking nuts. So when you're when you're um a congressman and, and your your time is a limited resource and you need to have an opinion on this bill or that bill, that's why you rely on these lobbyists. They come in and say, Let me boil it down for you. Here are the bullet points. This is why uh it, it's good. This is why, you know, you can spin it as positive. Okay. And our, our, by the way, the, the, the boat, you know, the boat's available for you, you know, anytime. Yeah. The yacht. Boats, planes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Puckers, yeah. drugs, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's uh, a okay, weird get system. Tea time at new and, you know, tea time at new at the exclusive club there. Yeah. Of course, of course. How was Anthony Weiner supposed to act? Like, really, like, you, you talk about we're all human, you boil it down, and, and he gets thrown all this, like, how did you expect him to act? Like, you, you just take one small character flaw that Anthony Weiner was born with, and all of a sudden he's thrown his dick on Twitter, and then, like, I think he was a little shocked that people weren't down with that. I think if you hacked him, you'd be like, well, no, I just but, thought that was well, what to do. No, nah, I don't think it was shy. I think it was a little, yeah, maybe maybe to the uh, degree, but but the ridiculous part is that you know, okay, hey, 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 your dick pic showed up here, and uh, can you tone it down? <laughs> Since, you know, you're kind of in a public eye here, and what does he do? No, uh-huh. no, mm-hmm. he has his what, what it was like an infant infant son, like one year old or something. And and he's and he's taking dick pics with his one year old. That I mean, that's pretty. Pretty much just shows how how uh, disconnected he is. Yeah, from, that's gross. Yeah, from from you know, hey, when I take my dick pics, 
I put my infant out of the frame. I mean, be polite. Be polite. Yeah. Be, be polite. Think about it. Be polite. Yeah. Brett, yeah. Brett Favre's infant son wasn't in his dick pic picture. Yeah. But same thing. Yeah. Like Brett Favre won Super Bowls. Anthony Weiner. I don't know what he does. Not he doesn't win Super Bowls. But they had the same character flaw. Like, hey, I think I'm gonna take a picture of my dick and I'm gonna send it to somebody who doesn't want to see it. Right? <laughs> Wait, Brett Favre <laughs> sent a dick pic to somebody who didn't want to see it. Uh, clearly. So, well, allegedly. It was Allegedly. Brett Favre. They, like there was a bracelet. They matched up a, a mole on his hand or something. Like I think that I think that he probably did. You know, but wasn't that wasn't that Monica Lewinsky's uh, thing? Like she got identified as Dick because of a unique characteristic or something. Yeah, like she, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It clearly the had fucking yeah, like it's it bent to the left or something. I think it was bent to the left. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't. I never. One those, I never one saw broken it. I didn't go looking for it because I was oh, afraid shit. of what Why I would you? find. Like, but yeah. Oh come on! What you mean, Clinton's dick? No, 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 Farves. Yeah, oh, Farves. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Cause you think it, it'd be out there? Yeah, I don't know. Don't go look for it. Don't I, go look for well, it. Well, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Well, I just want to see how easy it is because uh, Farves <laughs> dick pick. <laughs> Um, cause what was his name? Oh shit, that was easy. Five cell phone seduction of Jen Sturger. Uh, Brent Favre once sent me cock shots. Not a love story. Brent <laughs> 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 uh, uh, uh. Favre's penis picks what not to do when sexting. Yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta give him a pass. This is, this is 2010. The resolution got really good on cameras. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> People react a little differently. Uh, yeah. Oh, and here, here's what to do in uh, the do's and don'ts. Number one, never sit. Never sex the picture of your dick to a new love interest as a seduction tactic. This may come as a shock, but what turns, turns men on, i.e. pictures of potential sex partner's genitals, isn't necessarily what turns women on. No shit. Women are aroused by a much wider array of attributes than physical appearance. Thank goodness. That's common sense, but common sense doesn't... Like, I'm probably... Most most of those pictures were probably posted like after one in the morning, after several cocktails. Like, right? You're you're not going to that website at one in the morning when you're loaded, thinking, you know what? Maybe she doesn't want to see this. You just think it's a good idea because it seems like a good idea at the time. But most decisions made after midnight are not good decisions. Yeah, yeah. That that's why you know you go to one of these twenty four hour places like a White Castle or Jack in the Box. There's just a hell of a lot of movie fodder right there, storyline fodder. Yeah, love it. There's, there's always the, the drunk girls that were dressed up and and they're carrying their high heels, walking around barefoot, asking you for directions. I mean, that is that's so classic. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna find a lot of um, super intelligent, life-changing tweets in Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Oh my! Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Oh, no. Holy cow! I just scrolled down, and 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, there are. Holy cow. I mean, look. Can you see that? Yeah. I mean, I just scroll down. They are. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. We're not saying it is. <laughs> We're not saying it isn't. I mean, <laughs> All I do know is that the, the headline of this thing says, uh, the Brett Favre na naked penis pictures are here. <laughs> oh, come on. You know you want to walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You know you don't want to look. And we did. Oh, jeez. And we did. That is so funny. Uh, you, you, I, was, I was in the middle of something fairly poetic there. And I got interrupted oh, sorry, by sorry. I, I, Brett Favre's I just got, cock. Yeah, no, I... I I was not expected, yeah. and so, so. <laughs> pardon right. the pardon the interruption. All right, so I think we're uh, I think we're at that time, as Sickler would say. Uh, okay. I think we've digressed to the point where we could close this, or we should close All it. Right. I think we should close it. We should. Yeah, yeah. We should close it. Okay, let's close. I think this is a good initial launch. Uh, or relaunch, launch, relaunch, relaunch, yeah, of uh, of dropping knowledge. Can we steal that? I mean, that's still ours. I mean, it's ours. Yeah, we got it's it. It's ours. So I guess we're not we're not we're not stealing. All right. So all right, let's close it up. We'll see you next week. Close it up. I'm Chris. See you next week. I'm Greg. See you. See you next week. <laughs>